Good evening. To open our meeting tonight, Lil, will you please announce the first hymn? Hymn number 121. How blessed are they whose hearts are pure. From guile their thoughts are free. To them shall God reveal himself. They shall his glory see. Hymn number 121. If you would like to follow along with the readings, please go to our website, and on the home page, you will see the link to the live broadcast. Click on that, and you will see the place to click for the Wednesday evening text. That's where you'll find the readings for tonight. The theme for tonight is, Let Go and Let God, and the readings will now be given by Florence from Georgia. I will read from the Bible, Hebrews 
Without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Psalm. Blessed is that man that maketh the Lord his trust. Daniel. It pleased Darius to set over the kingdom and 120 princes, which should be over the whole kingdom. Then this Daniel was preferred above the presidents and princes because an excellent spirit was in him, and the king thought to set him over the whole realm. Then the presidents and princes sought to find occasion against Daniel concerning the kingdom, but they could find none occasion nor fault. For as much as he was faithful, neither was there any error or fault found in him. Then said these men, We shall not find any occasion against this Daniel, except we find it against him concerning the law of his God. All the presidents of the kingdom, the governors, the princes, the counselors, the captains, have consulted together to establish a royal statute and to make a firm decree that whosoever shall ask a petition of any god or man for thirty days, save of thee, O king, he shall be cast into the den of lions. Wherefore, King Darius, signed the writing and the decree. Now when Daniel knew that the writing was signed, he went into his house, and his windows being open in his chamber toward Jerusalem, he kneeled upon his knees three times a day and prayed and gave thanks before God as he did aforetime. Then these men assembled and found Daniel praying and making supplication before his God. Then they came near and spake before the king concerning the king's decree. Hast thou not signed a decree that every man that shall ask a petition of any god or man within thirty days, save of thee, O king, shall be cast into the den of lions? Then answered they and said before the king, that that Daniel, which is of the children of the captivity of Judah, regarded not thee, O king, nor the decree that thou hast signed, but maketh his petition three times a day. Then the king, when he heard these words, was sore displeased with himself, and set his heart on Daniel to deliver him. And he labored till the going down of the sun to deliver him. Then these men assembled unto the king and said unto the king, Know, O king, that the law of the Medes and Persians is that no decree nor statute which the king establisheth may be changed. Then the king commanded, and they brought Daniel and cast him into the den of lions. Now the king spake and said unto Daniel, Thy God, whom thou servest continually, he will deliver thee. Then the king went to his palace and passed the night fasting. Neither were instruments of music 
brought before him, and his sleep went from him. Then the king arose very early in the morning and went in haste unto the den of the lions. And when he came to the den, he cried with a lamentable voice unto Daniel. And the king spake and said to Daniel, O Daniel, servant of the living God, is thy God whom thou servest continually able to deliver thee from the lions? Then Daniel said unto the king, O king, live forever. My God hath sent his angel and hath shut the lion's mouth that they have not hurt me. For as much as before him innocency was found in me, and also before thee, O king, have I done no hurt. And the king commanded, and they brought those men which had accused Daniel, and they cast them into the den of lions. Then King Darius wrote unto all people, nations, and languages that dwell in all the earth, Peace be multiplied unto you. I make a decree that in every dominion of my kingdom men tremble and fear before the God of Daniel, for he is the living God and steadfast forever, and his kingdom that which shall not be destroyed, and his dominion shall be even unto the end. Mark. Have faith in God. For verily I say unto you, that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed, and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he saith. Therefore I say unto you, What things soever ye desire when ye pray, Believe that ye receive them, and ye shall have them. Psalm. Cast thy burden upon the Lord, and he shall sustain thee. He shall never suffer the righteous to be moved. God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Be still, and know that I am God. I will read correlative passages from Science and Health with Key to the Scriptures and Prose Works by Mary Baker Eddy. God, the great I am, the all-knowing, all-seeing, all-acting, all-wise, all-loving and eternal. Principle, mind, Soul, spirit, life, truth, love, all substance, intelligence. Good, God, spirit, omnipotence, omniscience, omnipresence, omniaction. Do you believe in God? I believe more in him than do most Christians, 
for I have no faith in any other thing or being. He sustains my individuality. Nay, more, he is my individuality and my life. Because he lives, I live. He heals all my ills, destroys my iniquities, deprives death of its sting, and robs the grave of its victory. To me, God is all. He is best understood as supreme being, as infinite and conscious life, as the affectionate father-mother of all he creates. God is all. And by virtue of this nature and allness, he is cognizant only of good. Like a legislative bill that governs millions of mortals whom the legislators know not, the universal law of God has no knowledge of evil and enters unconsciously the human heart and governs it. Mortals have only to submit to the law of God come into sympathy with it, and to let his will be done. This unbroken motion of the law of divine love gives to the weary and heavy laden rest. But who is willing to do his will or to let it be done? Mortals obey their own wills and so disobey the divine order. The scientific healing faith it's a saving faith. It keeps steadfastly the great and first commandment, thou shalt have no other gods before me, no other than the spiritual help of divine love. Faith in aught else misguides the understanding, ignores the power of God, and in the words of St. Paul, appeals to an unknown power whom therefore ye ignorantly worship. This trembling and blind faith in the past as in the present seeks personality for support, unmindful of the divine law of love, which can be understood, the principle of which works intelligently as the divine mind, not as matter, casting out evil and healing the sick. Understanding the control which love held over all Daniel felt safe in the lion's den. The Christian scientist loves man more because he loves God most. He understands this principle, love. Who is sufficient for these things? Who remembers that patience, forgiveness, abiding faith, and affection are the symptoms by which our Father indicates the different stages of man's recovery from sin and his entrance into science. Each student should seek alone the guidance of our common father, even the divine principle which he claims to demonstrate, and especially should he prove his faith by works, ethically, physically, and spiritually. Remember that the first and last lesson of Christian science is love, perfect love, and love made perfect through the cross. Faith illumined by works, the spiritual understanding which cannot choose but to labor and love, 
hope holding steadfastly to good in the midst of seething evil. Charity that suffereth long and is kind, but counsels not sin until it be destroyed. These are for the only rule I have found which demonstrates Christian science. And remember, a pure faith in humanity will subject one to deception, the uses of good to abuses from evil, and calm strength will enrage evil. But the very heavens shall laugh at them and move majestically to your defense when the armies of earth press hard upon you. Step by step, will those who trust him find that God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Love is the fulfilling of the law. It is grace, mercy, and justice. Love meets not out human justice, but divine mercy. To meet out human justice to those who persecute and despitefully use one is not leaving all retribution to God and returning blessing for cursing. If you have been badly wronged, forgive and forget. God will recompense this wrong and punish more severely than you could him who has striven to injure you. Never return evil for evil. And above all, do not fancy that you have been wronged when you have not been. Let God be true, but every material man a liar. Trust in truth and have no other trust. We will have a moment of silent prayer and then follow by repeating together the Lord's Prayer. Will you please announce the next hymn? Hymn number 148. In heavenly love abiding, no change my heart shall fear. 
And safe is such confiding, for nothing changes here. The storm may roar without me, my heart may low be laid, but God is round about me, and can I be dismayed? Hymn number 148. and welcome to the Plainfield Christian Science Church Independent. This is our weekly testimony meeting for Wednesday, April 21st, 
2021. At all of our meetings and services, we read from the Bible and from the writings of Mary Baker Eddy. People from all over the world have found our church, and we are sincerely thankful for each and every one of you who have found us. We maintain an inspiring and enlightening website, plainfieldcs.com, that is constantly being updated with fresh and timely items to read, study, and listen to. In fact, we have a number of websites in several different languages. This is our missionary work, and it brings Mary Baker Eddy's revelation of Christian science to people in, in countries all around the world. Everyone is welcome to look through our websites. They are all free of charge. Since we just had a Bible study this past Saturday, our next Bible study will be two weeks from this Saturday. That's May 8th. The Bible study questions are already posted on the church website, uh, so check them out and also be ready, have, have your calendar marked and be ready to meet with us two, two weeks from this coming Saturday. One week? Okay, one week. Is that May 8th? May 1st. No. Okay, we'll check the website because you'll get the, right, the proper date and the proper time there. Okay, on Saturdays, we begin here at 10 a.m. with our roundtable discussion. And then our church service begins at 11. Our Sunday school also meets every Sunday morning at 11 o'clock. The Sunday school is open to children from anywhere. It has its own teleconference number. So if you have a child who doesn't live in the area and would like to attend, they can attend by telephone. Please call the church to get the phone number and we will be happy to welcome your child. And we also have a nursery for infants and toddlers at all our services. So be sure to bring the little ones along too. <clears throat> We've been busy printing and mailing. The April newsletter has been printed and mailed and it should be in your mailbox very soon. <clears throat> I will now read from the church manual by Mary Baker Eddy, the section entitled, testimonials. Glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's, St. Paul. Testimony in regard to the healing of the sick is highly important. More than a mere rehearsal of blessings, it scales the pinnacle of praise and illustrates the demonstration of Christ who healeth all thy diseases. This testimony, however, shall not include a description of symptoms or suffering, although the generic name of the disease may be indicated. For everyone who gives a testimony tonight, we would ask that you keep your, your remarks to within four minutes. 
This will give everyone the opportunity to share their offering tonight. For those who are on the telephone, when you are ready to give a testimony, please press the star button twice on your telephone. Also, keep in mind when you do, we are going to be able to hear you as well as any other sounds that your phone picks up. So we kindly request that you be in a quiet place and I will call on each of you one at a time by name. Our meeting tonight is now open for the sharing of testimonies of healing through Christian science. Dave, Florida. Dave from Florida. Go ahead, please. Yeah, hi. Um, a few days ago, I noticed a red blotch on my arm. I didn't know what it was, but many thoughts came to me of what it might be. I didn't accept them. Every time I happened to look at it, I just said to myself, there is no spot where God is not. Well, yesterday morning, I happened to look, and it was entirely gone. I'm very grateful for this quick healing. When applied the way Mrs. Eddie intended, Christian science can heal anything. I'm grateful to be a member here for the healing practitioners, for the teaching we have had and are getting here, and just to be a member. Thank you very much. Thank you. Joanne from Florida, go ahead, please. Thank you for those beautiful readings, Florence. Um, I learned a good lesson recently. For several days, I had been feeling extremely tired. It was really unnatural. So the other morning, I prayed to God earnestly for help. And immediately, I realized I had been thinking, I'm so tired of wearing a mask. I'm so tired of people talking about the vaccine. I'm so tired of all this COVID nonsense, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I was unconsciously declaring a law to myself of being tired. When I realized this, it was like having a bucket of cold water thrown in my face. It immediately energized me. And I started to affirm all the truth that I've been taught here, that God is my mind, and that infinite and exuberant life is my life and is all. One thought I used that was especially helpful was from Watch's Prayers and Arguments by Mrs. Eddy. And it says, The flood tides of divine life, truth, and love are pouring and surging through consciousness, uplifting, purifying, nourishing, healing, elevating, sustaining and energizing mankind. And I added, me. I'm so grateful for the pure Christian science that I've been taught here in this church and for all the help I've received from practitioner. And I'm grateful that when we earnestly turn to God, he always answers our prayer. I'm grateful to be here tonight. And thank you, Jared, for the beautiful prelude music. Thank you. Debbie, Debbie from Illinois, go ahead, please. I am very grateful for progress. Of late, I've been able to say with confidence to mortal mind or error that you're a liar and I'm not impressed. With that same confidence, I'm able to know that divine law, God's laws, 
are natural and normal. This is my progress from belief to understanding. I'm very grateful for the Bible, science and health, all of Mrs. Eddy's other writings, and all of the healing and teaching resources that are available to us. Thank you. Thank you. Dale, Virginia. Dale from Virginia. Go ahead, please. Thank you very much for those very comforting readings. What a relief and relief when we're willing to give up our plans or trying to control things and really trust God. I'm very grateful tonight for all the teaching and sharing that is given in this, in this church by the practitioners and all the ins insightful comments regarding our lesson sermons, which are freely shared by others on the daily forum. The research and comments then appear in form forum highlights. These are treasures, which have brought uplift and healing to me, and when sharing them, others have benefited as well. The blessings abound in this church, and I'm very grateful to all. Thank you. Thank you. Patricia, Canada. Patricia from Canada, go ahead, please. I know that many Christian scientists take a firm disciplinary stand in their home, for example, not allowing drinking or smoking. I know that Eli, the priest in the Bible, was reprimanded for not disciplining his sons. I took a teenager into my home for several years. He had run away from a group home. I had to pray that there was only one influence, God good, since I was concerned that he would influence my son. But his need was great. We lived in a somewhat tough area where the boys went around in groups for safety. A radio documentary about our area said that teens were hanging out together in the woods to get away from home rules and getting into trouble. I learned that my son and his friends were doing that too, so I invited them to hang out at my home. I did not stop them drinking and smoking, although I hate the smoke smell, because I knew at least they couldn't get into trouble at my place. And meanwhile, I prayed claiming our divine sonship and guidance. When I returned from Wednesday evening testimony meetings where I took notes, I would walk into their room where they were smoking up and read the notes about Bible stories and healing. Wow, far out, they exclaimed acceptingly, and five of those boys came to Sunday school. One time, my son and two of his friends were taking a bus an older gang was also on the bus. Their leader picked on my son, saying threateningly, Why were you staring at me? Uh, I was just looking out the window. Not at you, my son replied. Arriving at the subway station, my son and friends went into a bathroom. The gang followed them in. Two of the gang members stood at the door and blocked any escape. One friend was robbed of the small amount of change that he had. The other friend locked himself in a cubicle while a gang member took swipes at his head above and feet below. 
One of the gang, while pointing at my skinny son, said to their leader, who was a big, heavy guy, Are you going to let him get away with talking to you like that? My son realized that if he could not figure out what was being taught in Sunday school within a few minutes, he'd be heading straight to a surgery ward in a hospital. The idea came to him. There is always a solution. God will give me one. So he listened, and the idea came to use a football tackle he was just learning. He put his foot against the wall and pushed off to gain speed, tackling both the leader and the other gang member, knocking them both off balance. The door no longer blocked. My son ran out into the subway station shouting, Police! Police! Help! And so the gang all ran out too and disappeared. One friend ran out next. And my son's oldest friend, who had thought that he would have to protect his two younger friends, was instead able to stroll leisurely out of the bathroom last. All were unharmed, including the gang members too. I'm so grateful to God for the example of the prophets, Jesus, Mary Baker Eddy, and the provision of Sunday School. And a huge thank you to Plainfield for the website's inspiring roundtables, Bible lessons, and articles. I'm being taught far more here than I ever was in class instruction previously. Thank you. Thank you. Jeremy. <clears throat> I am very grateful for all I'm learning here in Plainfield and how it can and does apply to all situations in life. Last week, I was doing a load of laundry and the washer stopped and displayed an error code. Thought immediately came, you can fix this. I went online and I found a video that explained how to fix the error code. And it took a couple hours, but it was fixed and I've been able to use it ever since. My gratitude is for how this went exactly like I have learned to work for the church. Everything from working and praying along the way to make sure I'm listening to the right voice, to shutting down any fearful or negative thoughts that tried to interrupt me, and afterwards knowing there can be no reversal of the good gained. I'm so grateful also for how other things I've been working on sort of opened up immediately afterward. I've often found that God has not only given me the work I am to do, but also the right order for me to do it. And since I didn't fight that feeling that the washer was my next project, everything after went very smoothly. I'm so grateful for all I'm learning here, for our regular practitioner support I have had. It is so wonderful to be a member of this church and to be learning to live this science. Thank you. Thank you. Shardy. Hello, good evening. After contacting my practitioner and praying to understand God's unchanging presence, I was healed of a sore nose. This took me three days, but I was happy to do this work and I'm still working with this truth. The idea of presence with a capital P is everywhere, and I would like to relate just two. The first one is from the article body that is attributed to Mary Baker Eddy. Quote, all that we need to do, and it will keep us busy, 
is to train our thought faithfully and persistently in the acknowledgement of the truth of God's presence. Train it to judge righteous judgment, to see God and God only, to think God and God only." End quote. The second is taken in part from Science and Health, page 512, also by Mrs. Eddy. Quote, Spirit is symbolized by strength, presence, and power, and also by holy thoughts winged with love, angels of his presence, which become spiritual understanding. End quote. Thank you to my practitioner and to God's word, and thank you for those beautiful readings. Thank you. Bruce. for these wonderful readings. One of the things that you read uh, tonight from Miscellaneous Writings by Mary Baker Eddy where she wrote about how the very heavens shall move majestically to your defense when the armies of earth press hard upon you. It reminded me of an experience I had a number of years ago after I, shortly after I moved to Plainfield and became active in the Plainfield Church and started to learn about Christian science. I was up in the middle of the night, it must have been something like 2 a.m., and I had this really severe pain. And at first I'm thinking, what am I doing wide awake at 2 a.m.? But you know we have a golden text this week that says, Awake thou that sleepest, and arise from the dead, and Christ shall give thee light. So if I have to be up at 2 a.m., and do some work for God, so be it. I will gladly do it. But I, at that point in time, I had gained enough understanding to know that this pain wasn't about me. It was error trying to assert itself. Because, you know, we, we had an army of people working for God here in this church, and they're doing good work, and they're doing God's work. And maybe Erard would not like it. And maybe you would like to throw something like this at it too, in order to stop the work, stop somebody from doing the work for God that's good and joyous and good. maybe interfere with what's going on here. Well, the next thing that happened was there must have been this heavenly host that came and gave me a lot of right thinking. And it was rough at that time. Because fortunately, I knew enough to separate error from person. It's amazing how tough you can get on error in your own mind when you know that it is not a person. You can be really brutal with it. And that's what happened to me that evening. One thought after another, and it was just one brutal bash after another that silenced that evil arguing. And every time I did that, the pain melted away and shortly thereafter, I had no pain at all. And in fact, I felt wide awake, even though it was in the middle of the morning. So I'm very thankful to know that there are this very heavens that shall move majestically to your defense when the armies of earth press hard against you. Thank you. Thank you. Linda. 
Thank you very much for the readings tonight and the hymns. I want to express my gratitude for our Wednesday meetings and hearing the many ways that God is working in others' lives. I can't imagine a better way to spend time and the blessing to have this in the middle of our week to keep us inspired and encouraged in the things of God. Often I will remember a testimony or idea shared from these meetings and have been able to use them in my life. One evening uh, before a unity watch prayer, I tripped and fell flat on my side and elbow. A fellow member in support spoke of God's protection to me at that time. The intense pain stopped within 10 minutes. It never did come back. I was able to focus on the unity prayer watch. I find that these watches have been a blessing in many ways in my life, and they often help lift your thought out of your own problems so you could pray for the world. I mentioned the fall to my practitioner the next morning during my call with her. Her kind, confident support of God's ceaseless loving care and cheering conversation lifted my heart. The elbow um, did have a really large bruise on it, but it disappeared within or by the next day, just completely vanished as if there was no trace left. But I did have a little bruising on my leg and some pain, and I mentioned that to her the next day. But this also faded when I persisted in praying with several lines from Science and Health where Mrs. Eddy writes about accidents, um, which she had given me, me to work with. I never had trouble moving my arm after the initial prayer. It is such a gift to be at this church learning how to understand and apply Christian science practically in daily life and to have purpose in working for God. I'm very grateful for Christ Jesus, his teaching, Mary Baker Eddy and her writings and this church and their work. Thank you. Thank you. Day Day from Georgia. Go ahead, please. Thank you. I'm thankful for yesterday's calendar quote, which reads, do not worry about what you have to do tomorrow. Think about what God is going to do. This is a simple yet significant instruction, which aligns with tonight's theme. As I'm working daily to let go of my own will in order to see God's will be done, I'm becoming less compelled to be worried overly concerned, obsessed with proving anything to anyone or having someone else see my point of view when I feel that I've been wronged in any way. I'm becoming more patient and understanding and feeling less burdened by accepting false responsibility. This is a very slow and gradual process, which is all allowing me more time to talk to God and listen for his direction in order to follow as best I can. I'm seeing that this is what always blesses me and all. I'm grateful to realize the progress that I'm making through my practice of Christian science, which all comes from acknowledging God in my life as the one and only power and asking him daily to help me to do better. Thank you so much for tonight's reading and for all of the testimonies given so far. I'm very grateful for all that we have that I'm, that's helping me 
to improve my life each day. And I'm very grateful to be here tonight. Thank you. Gary. Well, I'm very grateful for all of the lessons that I've learned, life-changing lessons, the experiences I've had, the healings I've had in Christian science, all of which have given purpose to my life, have made my life better in every way. And uh, I was thinking one of the experiences I had, it was quite a while ago, many years ago, there was a period of time when I was waking up every morning anxious. Um, and it was, it was strange because it had never happened to me before, but I would wake up anxious and un, unsure of myself and of what was going to happen that day. Um, and I just couldn't shake it. I mean, it was, it was, it, it was actually quite serious. Uh, I was, I was having difficulty just doing the basic things that I needed to do each day. And uh, after a while, um, I asked a Christian science practitioner for help with this, because um, I knew that there was something that I needed uh, to do that I needed help with. And one of the things that I was told was that I should start every day, every day, right away, turn my thought to God and talk to him, ask him what he wants me to do that day. And keep asking until I get an answer of peace. And when I do get an answer of peace, make sure I act on it right away. And don't let other things distract me from doing this. I was told that I have a divine right to be happy and that I should demand it. Well, this was a new discipline for me and it wasn't that easy for me to follow it, but I did. And when I faithfully followed this discipline, faithfully turned to God first and asked him what he wanted me to do, I found that after a while, I was waking up happy and not anxious anymore and looking forward to each day. <coughs> and the lesson was very clear to me at the time that I can't be happy or at peace without doing what God wants me to do. I had let myself get distracted with the ways of the world, with business, with other things that were trying to be enticing. And I had lost my first love for God. And all I needed to do was to get it back. And it made all the difference in the world. God is a loving God. And he will never ask us or require us to do anything that is not good for us and very fulfilling for our lives. So I'm very grateful for this lesson, for this healing, really, and for what I have been learning about Christian science in this church. And thank you, 
Florence very much for those fine readings tonight. It's good to be here with you all. Thank you. Lil. Thank you for those wonderful readings. I'm so grateful for God's ever-present loving care. A few years ago, I went out to purchase an item for church. Turning off the highway into the store's parking lot, I misjudged the turn and a rear tire was damaged, hitting the curb. It started to deflate, so I tried to get to my car dealer a, sh a short distance down the highway, but could tell it was going flat and pulled off. I called my road service for assistance and knew my practitioner was praying. Because I did have a spare tire, a tow truck wasn't needed, and I was told assistance would be coming in about 55 minutes. A loving surprise came from a store owner where I was parked. He came out and gave me a bottle of water after I had mentioned I'd be parked in front of his store <coughs> a short while. I was so surprised and grateful when the assistants arrived in 10 minutes and he was in the area. The tire was quickly changed and I was on my way to the dealer where I bought a new tire, had the wheels balanced, and I was on my way in an hour and able to purchase the item I went out for. What a perfect working out, thanks to God's ever-present love and the practitioner's prayers. I'm grateful to God, Christ Jesus, and Mary Baker Eddy for Christian science, this wonderful way of life. Thank you. Thank you. Florence from Georgia. Go ahead, please. Thank, thank you. I'm so grateful for all the testimonies, the music, beautiful. I'm so grateful also for the continuous study of and practice of Christian science and how much it changes life. Now I can see things differently view things in a very much different way. And I must say that even these words, let go and let God, no longer has that flippant use anymore. It means a lot. It means I have found what I can trust and lean on. I have found a father, mother, that I can surrender all to and live knowing that they never leave me that I can say and trust that God loves me. Doing my best all the time, it really does help for those worried emotions and negativity to be replaced rather quickly with the peaceful rest of God's love for me and for all. And one other thing that is so much important because I used to struggle so much making decisions no longer takes that long time of weighing, oh, what if and what else and all that. But to come to finally say, I am willing for whatever the outcome, but with a conviction, knowing that only the best is for me. I pray that all who struggle now will find this peace. There is none, no other better way to live. I'm grateful to be here tonight for all those testimonies that really prove 
that this is a science we are living. When we study it with our heart and gratefully apply them, the, the rules, we do prove the science that is in there. Grateful to be here tonight. Thank you. Mary. Good evening, everyone. Thank you for those very beautiful readings, very timely in healing, and all the wonderful testimonies tonight and beautiful music. Start with our church website bulletin board, the first from Virginia. I would like to express my sincere and heartfelt gratitude to Amanda for her excellent, clear, inspiring, and reassuring readings last Wednesday, truly directed by God. Thank you. And then New Jersey, <clears throat> this week's lesson on probation after death is the best explanation of the change called death I've ever read. I never understood it totally until reading this lesson. I was brought up in a different church where I thought when you died, you went to heaven and that was it. Not so. Quote from Science and Health, the sin and error which possess us at the instant of death do not cease at that moment. End quote. We need to rid ourselves of the belief of sin, disease, and death and of power apart from God. Thank you, lesson writer, for this clarification. And then this is a testimony from Washington State. I am so grateful that God showed me the way to Plainfield. I'm learning more here in a short time than I have as a lifelong Christian scientist. I also discovered I have a lot to learn and I feel I'm in the right place to do it. I love how the round tables, Bible studies, and Sunday church services always seem that they were designed just for what I need. I'm very grateful for everyone who contributes to make them possible. After listening to the round table and church service, I was rejoicing in the risen Christ and the utter nothingness of false suggestions as I was on my way to my daughter's to feed her cat while she was out of town. We live just outside of the city and the road I travel on into town is a busy two-lane highway. I had to stay in the tur turn lane with traffic coming towards me and from behind me very fast. And then she goes on to say how it um, turned out that there were some cars in her lane going toward her. And she had been listening to a lot of the round tables and Bible studies. And so she was quickly um, was able to say out loud, no. And immediately the cars that were heading her way swerved back into its right lane and missed her. Now that was in itself wonderful. But what was most remarkable was that through the whole thing, I never felt afraid, anxious, frustrated, or distress of any kind. I was so full of the truth that I didn't doubt or second guess my conviction that the car wouldn't hit me. I just trusted God was all and expected the driver would obey, and he did. The article, The Power of Right Thinking by E. Whitmore says, quote, the solid conviction that there is but one mind and that mind is altogether good and that there is no other consciousness or power 
establishes harmony, keeps us safe at all times. If we handle the lying pretensions of evil, we learn more of truth and grow through our experiences." End quote. I am so grateful God showed me the way to Plainfield. Thanks to practitioner support here at Plainfield and all the resources they provide, I believe I am waking up. I'm so grateful to be a member of this church and be part of this great mission of love and for Mary Baker Eddy's unselfish work so we could have the tools we need to wake up to the truth of our inseparability from God good. And then California. There is so much I have to be grateful for and the center of this gratitude is the Plainfield Christian Science Church Independent. Today I took care of my grandbaby at my daughter and her husband's home instead of the usual care I provide at my home. My son-in-law, who has been working from home for a year now, said, I wish you could be here every day because when you are here, the best things happen. I was very comfortable in replying that that was because I brought God with me. Previously, before Plainfield, I would not have spoken so boldly about God to others. This caused me to think about the change that has come over me since finding this church and working with my Plainfield practitioner. Basically, I've discovered that Christian science is alive and well, as taught and practiced here. And this feeling of aliveness has found its natural expression in my daily conversations and activities. I am living my favorite 1884 journal article. Quote, I felt as never before his promise, I am with you always, to be true. For he was present with me, indeed, the paraclete, the blessed comforter. Then I felt armed to go forth to do his work and started on my daily errands of mercy. End quote. And that's from the 1884 Christian Science Journal. Tonight I thank you for leading me. I thank God for leading me to the Plainfield Church, which, which is enable, enabling me to learn Christian science as Mrs. Eddy taught, to feel its active presence and see its demonstration. My love to you all. And then Mexico. Hi, spring is beautiful and it is nice to greet you all again. I feel very grateful that I am starting again in Christian science and I also feel very grateful to Infinite Mind and His Christ for this rebirth. And because my prayer to find a Christian science church was answered. In fact, my prayer was answered in a better way than I had expected. Although I have had many healings and demonstrations in Christian science, somehow I lost my way, and therefore there are demonstrations that I have failed to see. I have not reached the spiritual understanding required for it. Carelessness and disobedience to God and the Christ brings its costs. But thanks to Him, I am back on the way again. I am in a new stage of correcting my thinking in many aspects, even in my way of praying. My prayer now is more positive than before. Rereading the watching points and listening to the services, roundtables, and Bible studies at the Plainfield Christian Science Church have been basic to this. 
They have helped me regain hope for healing from things I had almost given up on. Thanks to you all, yours in Christ. <clears throat> and I don't know, we have a lot more. <laughs> I'll read one more or two more. This is England. My jaw literally dropped on Saturday when I was listening to the Bible study on mercy when I heard um, you speaking about light dissipating and vanquishing darkness. Just a few hours I had been sitting in the sunshine in our little field looking out on the valley in front of me and thinking about light and darkness. I suddenly realized to what extent light has the power. The second that light, light arrives, it banishes darkness. Darkness cannot appear to have power because without light, because without light it is there. But that doesn't mean it has power, it just exists where light isn't. Without the light, darkness is, it can help itself, and it will always encroach back the second the light fades. It made me realize that the glory of light also carries with it a huge responsibility. Light simply must shine, for it doesn't, for if it doesn't, darkness cannot help but to return. If the sun does not come up one day, the night would just continue with a disastrous impact on life. And so, to those of us who find the light, the truth, we have a huge responsibility to shine it forward just as much as we can. We simply cannot allow our lights not to shine at maximum power in maximum places. It was a wonderful moment, but also a profound realization of the gift and also the responsibility I, we have been given. It was then incredibly fitting to hear you all speak of this a few hours later and so many miles away. I am so grateful to have the light of Christian science and especially to have found the brightest light at Plainfield. I am so grateful to have been accepted into your membership and I look forward to shining my light ever brighter with what I am learning from here. It is tempting to say that I wish I had known more earlier of what is going on in the world and the responsibility that lies ahead, but I have also learned to trust God's timing. So I guess I am here at the right time. Thank you so much for everything you do. With love from England. And then this one from Hawaii. Another excellent round table about not giving in to discouragement. And that was from the April 11th round table discussion. I've listened to it twice already and have received such comfort and support from the insistence, insistent and loving reminders to stay the course. I am so grateful for the Plainfield Church and to know that we all share the common work and supporting love to do all good for God first. Truly the education and insight provided are top notch and I'd probably have to have attended a Christian science college to receive this knowledge, but Plainfield gives it out for free. This is not to say that it has been pain-free to uncover past and current errors in, in my thinking and actions, and I have much to clear, clean up. And then, much love and aloha to you all. And then she says, by the way, who is Parthens? 
Is he like a singer like Prince or Madonna? <laughs> so, I don't know, maybe other people wonder who Parthens is. <laughs> he, that's his pen name, and he's a dear friend from Colorado who supports us in many ways, sends, sends me books and DVDs and articles and things that I sometimes share with you all, as well as writing, usually weekly, on our forum. So that's just his pen name. And today he happened to send me something that I found interesting. It was a news item, and it said that in Iran, well, during this pandemic, as we all have more time, he said that Iranians, this news article said Iranians were searching the Internet and that um, finding Christianity and that there were 3,000 converts to Christianity a month in Iran and that person that was telling about this said that he considered it the pandemic of hope. And I thought, well, what a, a lovely way to think of it. And also, I'm so grateful that our website, we have things in Persian and that we are reaching the Iranians and we can just pray and know that they will find us and find out about Christian science and the healing power that it lies in there, within there. And I thought, too, just as that pandemic of hope, well, there is always good in all things. We can always find good in all things because God is in all things. And all we have to do is look for it and find him there. I'm so grateful for this. And the worst of times can be the best of times when we know this truth. God is always working his purpose out. Thank you tonight again for those beautiful readings, the music, and your testimonies, and love to you all. Thank you. To close our meeting tonight, Linda, will you please announce the last hymn? Hymn number 90. Guide me, O thou great Jehovah, pilgrim through this barren land. I am thine, and thou art mighty. Hold me with thy powerful hand. Bread of heaven, bread of heaven, feed me now and evermore. Hymn number 90.